of the Dagger Sports Podcast. I'm Brendan. I've got Ty. I've got Weave. I've got Tyler with me. Um, before we get started, um, just want to say episode one was a success. Thankfully, um, we think it went pretty well, and it seems like everybody had a pretty good reaction to it. Um, uh, but uh, what do you guys think? What do you think of the first episode? I thought it was pretty good. I think uh, we kind of started getting our flow towards like the middle of the podcast. I feel like maybe all the jitters kind of calmed down and we was like, we were just talking shop, but like yeah. Brandon was saying, you know, I want to thank everybody for, for listening in. And if you haven't listened to episode one, please go back, uh, subscribe, share, rate, you know, all that good stuff. But I think episode was, uh, episode one was pretty good, man. And I'm excited for episode two and all the future episodes in the future. Yeah. I'm a beautiful soul, and so I'm glad people get to hear that. So. <laughs> That's right. All right. So before we get into the sports, you know, let's talk about let's talk about some other stuff. So Tyler, do you want to update us on your vegetarian diet? <clears throat> so uh, <laughs> it went good. I think what was that last Thursday? Uh, yeah. When I was telling you all about it. So that the Friday, the next day, I was in Moorhead and I went to Bazzoli's and. Oh. You Man. know, you didn't um, get a salad. You didn't get a salad. I did, but I got chicken Alfredo too. Oh my gosh, I couldn't. I couldn't take no. Listen, it was hard. I did five days, and I'm glad that I was able to do that much. But would you no. drink like protein shakes during those five days, or you was just like no protein at all? Yeah, like I, I was drinking like protein shakes, but I had like a lot of like I was eating a lot of like protein dense like veggies and stuff too, you know. But yeah, oh, yeah, pretty much just veggies and shakes. Well, Tyler, I've got some recipes here for you that maybe oh. you know <laughs> make you want to like change your mind and you know get back on the wagon. So first, we've got right, barbecue spaghetti squash sliders. That just sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> There's no chance that's good. So the buckwheat noodle salad. Buckwheat noodle salad. What's buckwheat? I have no idea. Oh, buckwheat. Brendan, real quick, you got to put the pictures of these on our Instagram. If you want to go ahead and, uh, yeah, we'll uh, tag our Instagram uh, in the show notes. But I think that would be a good idea. So we can kind of see, you know, it may not not look bad, you know. Everybody can see how delicious these look. Yeah, it may sound bad, but, like, it could look good. I don't know. My bad. Y'all go ahead. Here's here's what I think you would like, Tyler. Some vegetarian enchiladas. Uh, okay. What's, what fills it, though? Yeah, what's in it? Uh, let's see. It says it's filled with beans, spinach, and cheese. Honestly, it doesn't sound like that. Okay. I, I, I mean, forgot I, I about could beans. do that. that. That would get boring after a while, but I mean, I could, I could do that. The Whole third. cauliflower wellington. Huh? A wellington? No, yeah. there's no freaking way. <laughs> Who is going to eat that? Is about to cuss everybody out, and because <laughs> all right. Hey Tyler, did you get any cauliflower wings from Beat Ups? No. Darn. I, no. I, listen, if I go to Beat Ups, I'm going to get wings. <laughs> they are wings. No, they're not. It's cauliflower. In a wing shape. Yeah, but I, I will never. The only way that I will eat those is if somebody like bought them for me. I'm not buying you cauliflower. Wings. I'm not telling you. Like, like, I mean, I'm not spending my own money on cauliflower wings. I respect you too much as a human. <laughs> but, okay, you know, there's, you... 
there's there's a few recipes you can think on. You know, maybe you want to jump back on the wagon and you know. Hey, I have a this vegetarian lifestyle. I have a proposal for Tyler. Okay, let's hear it. I next, how many how many listeners did we get on the first video? Do we know? Uh, what? It was five close million. to yeah, five million. Five million. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm thinking we're close to hundred though. So I mean, it wasn't too bad for first episode. Close to hundred. And then Tyler has to eat buckwheat noodles for like a week. <laughs> okay, I I'll do that. But again, somebody has got to tell me what the heck buckwheat is. Okay, so back to the cauliflower stuff. Tyler, <laughs> would would you use your Buffalo Wild Wings rewards to get six of them? It's technically it's free. Like you're not <sighs> buying them because it's your free rewards. Yeah, That's but why why would I waste it on those when I can get fried pickles or? But you got to try it, though. But you can always, you know, if you're going to try it, at least you're not paying for it, technically, you know? Like, my, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, Tyler, yeah, I'll try. Um, you told me right before the episode started that you had a bit of a, uh, an incident today. So, all right. When, when I graduated from Cumberland's, uh, me and a few of my buddies, we... Uh, snuck in over at the the fountain on campus and went swimming. And so I have said from the get-go, since I've been here at EKU, I was like, well, i got to do it when I'm at EKU, too. Oh, God. Do they have so, a- Yeah. Yeah. And so I go over there. I got my swimming trunks on. I've got my speaker, you know, got my shades on. I had pool noodles. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had, like, I, I had it all, you know. Walk over there. I put one foot inside the fountain, slide, fall back, hit my head and back, and then just absolutely destroy my foot. And my Ooh. speaker, everything goes flying everywhere. I don't there was, <laughs> There wasn't even that much water in it, if I'm being honest. And thankfully there wasn't a ton of people around, but I just got up and just left. I don't think I didn't, it, So did you fall in the water or did you fall like on the concrete? I mean no, I feel like I hit my head like you know, like the little concrete, like as you're like going into the fountain. This is the fountain, like in front of Case and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. Then, but like I said, I don't think there was a ton of water in it. No, because I wasn't really paying attention. I just had my Bluetooth speaker jamming, and I then I just fell. I mean, I was, I I was actually going to like I was going to do the podcast from the fountain, but that obviously didn't work. <laughs> We we will find a security tape and put that on the Instagram. Yeah, well, I'm going to I'm going to reach out to somebody. But I tried. I just thought, well, I got to keep up tradition. But I mean, like, I literally, I looked. I tell you what, I looked like, or what I felt like I looked like. You know, on Mario Kart when they slip on banana peels, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like I'd got I'd stuck one foot in, and the next thing I know, I just fall backwards, and. I hit I hit my head on the on the little concrete thing right there, and then just I just laid because I was just sitting in the fountain. I'm like, if I get up, people are going to know that I fail. And so I just sat there for like 20 seconds. So I'm like, what do I do? Like, I can't just get up. Like, people, I'm going to have to like hide my face. Like, so I put on my sunglasses and I had a hat and I had like my shirt like pull up so like people couldn't because I'm like, hey, you know, I still show up on campus sometimes. I mean, like I you know. But, but yeah. So I'm glad you. I'm glad your head's all right, buddy. Well, that's TBD. Oh, no. <laughs> TBD. 
All right. Well, I know what might make your head feel better. What? Talking about some NBA playoff games. Look at that segue. Ooh. Nice. That That was very. I don't know about you all, but I feel like this has been a very, very strong year for the playoffs so far. I mean, I know we're only a couple games in. But they're good. They've been good series, though. They've yeah, all for been sure. pretty good. The only series that really hasn't been good has been um, the Celtics and the Hawks. You shut your. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can also say I feel like the Nuggets and Timberwolves haven't been that good. Like, yeah, out of those, <laughs> that's like I one. Watch that game. <laughs> what do you say? I said because they play like twelve o'clock at night. Who's watching? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, hey, some of those, listen. like I'm going to like go out of my way to like stay up and watch like. I'll stay up and watch like the Clippers and like the Suns and stuff. But, like when I see the Denver Nuggets and Timberwolves, that's like the one game that I don't care about. I'm like, ah. to, to me, the biggest story for the playoffs is the Sacramento Kings. Like those guys, the beam, like the beam. This is it's shout out to Jacob if you listen to this. Like the beam. Yep. It's just it, it's so cool getting to see the Kings who just haven't had any success. In like two decades, in life, just in life. Yeah, when, when was their last playoff win? Was it seventeen years ago? Was that something like that? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 I was laughing. I was telling Brendan earlier this week. Of course, you know, I don't know how much, how many points Fox had the very first game, but he tore it up. I think Curry guarded him most of the game, and uh, they were talking for for game two, like before the game had started. They were like, "Yeah, like." Be expecting Andrew Wiggins to play some heavier D on Fox this game and just kind of hyping him up. And the dude just tortures him again. Like, I mean, he, he goes for 24 points, had nine assists. He had uh, four steals. I mean, he just they, – they cannot – the Golden State Warriors do not have an answer for damn Fox. They just – he's too athletic, he's too fast. And he's too clutch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what's been like I, more surprising for the Kings and Warriors is not even that they're up to O in the series, but it's the games have been tied what with four or six minutes left in the game, mm-hmm. and the Kings just they they play like they've been there before, and God knows they haven't. So they really, you know, and they really don't have any too many veterans too. So it's no. very it's very shocking to see them play like they've been there before hey, without they got the having a rifle. They got the red rifle on the Kings. So, uh, but Kevin Puerto. Like, if, <laughs> if if you would have asked me before the series started, like you know, if the Kings could have won in a late game situation where the game's tied up, I would have said absolutely not. I figured they would have choked yeah. under the pressure, but they've kept their cool in all of the late game situations, mm-hmm. which I think is just surprising and is a real testament to how clutch Fox is. You know, has, he uh, just won Clutch Player of the Year, and I think that is very much well deserved. I mean, just he's just shown up in every every situation that they've needed him to. Has um, did Pool play in Game One? Uh, I don't think he did. I'm, I'm trying to look at it now. I mean, I he was there. Yeah, he, he was on the team. You know, he showed up. He got he was one, he was one for seven. There you go. And had four he was points. Zero for three from three. Ooh, so that's insane. Didn't they give him like a pretty big deal? <laughs> God, yeah. yeah. Was that game one though? Yeah, he signed what just yeah, before the season, one. I think. Yeah, yeah. I got to see what I get to see what he did in game two. Yeah, no, this is game two where he went one for seven. Oh uh, well, in game one he only had four 
if the Warriors going to do anything, he's going to have to start giving them some production. I'll tell you somebody else who has played well for the Kings. You know, I mean, obviously, people want to point their fingers at Fox or Mike or Sabon. Harrison Barnes, Ben Harrison has played some very valuable role minutes for them. He really has. Games. I mean, he hasn't really, you know, obviously, like, I think he's only scored like 13, 15 points and, you know, the first two games. But, you know, he's doing work like, on, on the boards. Um, oh, yeah. He had three steals in game two, which is always mm-hmm. big. He, he, he had, he's had a lot of uh, Im- impactful plays um, uh-huh. over the past couple of games. I thought he's done really good, too. And I take Gabe that back. Mitchell. I take that back. In game one, Poole had 17 points, and it's in game two where Brendan was saying he went one for seven or whatever from before points. Um, so that's you. horrible, though. How do you – he got to play better. Oh, yeah, especially when you're getting that kind of money. I mean, I could put up three points. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I can throw think, up air balls if you want. I'll do you that think you could? You think dollars. you could score three points in an NBA game? Uh, yeah. Draymond's not going to be on the court. I can definitely do it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, now that we're talking about the Warriors and the Kings. Oh, yeah, and let's give – so, we're recording this Thursday night, and they play later on tonight. So, just give everybody some context. Yeah. So, you know, as I'm sure most of you know, Draymond got suspended. And so, what happened? I was actually watching the game when this happened. So, they It was, was weak. It was weak. But hold on, let's let's give him some context first, and then we'll go into ah. our opinions. But um, so what happened was I'm not even sure how it got started, but Draymond and Sabonis got tangled up as uh, the Warriors were taking the ball down the court, and um, Sabonis falls on his back, and he puts his arms up and locks his arms around Draymond's legs. And so Draymond then stomps. I mean, it was a stomp. It was not just a light tap. He stomped on his chest and then jumped off really weird. And then It was weird how he jumped off. Ran. And then he got issued a flagrant two. Sabonis got a flagrant one. And Draymond got ejected from the game and jawed at fans. And Also, I mean, why it, Adam Silva is in the stands. Yep. Yep. Adam Silva was in the stands. It's ridiculous. And, I mean, yeah. I can't say I'm surprised because I feel like this is a tradition for the playoffs is that Draymond has to get ejected. Tradition but, is all um, this time. <laughs> but what do you so, all think? Do you think his ejection was um, – do you think it was right or do you think he shouldn't have been ejected so, and do you think he should have been suspended? So real I, quick, I, let me give the let me give the uh, the Twitter poll results – because a lot of sports world is uh, is split on this decision. So it was like, well, let's ask Twitter what they think. And 55% of voters said, of course, he should have been suspended. Hey, I was one of the few that said no. So, I, so the, the thing with this, you know, it all just a lot with, with most flagrant twos, it depends on the angle that you look at the camera angles that, that they show you. Now, the main one that they show makes it look like it was like Sabonis, like grabbing hold of his leg. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It looked like Sabonis had started it. 
But yeah. there's another one where they show from that right end of the court underneath the basket. And you can kind of see the whole situation pan out a little bit more. He, Sabonis first puts his hands up, like shielding his chest pretty much. Like just, you, you know, obviously like when you're, you know, I don't know if you all have like failed like in a game of basketball, but like if you're on the ground, like, I mean, the first thing I do is like put up my hands, like to make sure like I don't have anybody like step on me. You know what I mean? Cause it can happen, you know, especially in the middle of a game. But was, but what was weird, he did that and it does look like it, it almost looks like Draymond just takes his foot and like pushes his hands, like his foot, made contact with his hands and kind of pushed it. And that's where, like, from the other angle, it, it made it seem like Sabonis was the one that was initiating the contact. But it was really Draymond from the angle that I saw. And, you know, obviously then after that, I mean, Draymond did step on him. So, <laughs> like, there's no excuse. There's no yeah. excuse for that. You know, I mean, if he hadn't stepped on him, there probably wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But in my opinion – Get him out of there. You know, there's no excuse for that. Now, don't ostracize him. I mean, my goodness, it happens. Like, I, you know, it's especially it's Draymond. I mean, we should be, we're used to this. You Let know. me defend my boy, Draymond Green. Okay. Your boy? Oh, my God. Yeah, let me defend him. Okay. Because I, I guess I'm the only one on here who wants the Warriors to move past because I think potential Warriors versus Lakers round two would be pretty awesome. So, but I, I'm i going to defend him, you know? To me, it looks like Savonis is being a little silly goose and just grabbing ankles around here and trying to bite people. I don't know. Savonis was doing, doing to Draymond what Draymond typically does to other people, which is try to get under your skin, get a reaction, and... Mm-hmm. Draymond fell into that trap, so I mean, yeah. kudos to Sabonis for doing that. I honestly think if Draymond didn't go out and cheer on the crowd and like try to piss people off during the game, why the commissioner is two rows up there, I don't think he would have got a game suspended, uh, a suspension after getting ejected. But, but I think mm-hmm. the commissioner had flashbacks of Malice of the Ballast and it was like, we are one beer can away from having an all-out. <laughs> well, that's what that's what someone I think it was someone in the uh, NBA front office said that the commissioner or whoever the commissioner and whoever else helps him decide. Like they actually did reference the malice in the palace. But I mean, you got to think Draymond. He's a veteran. He's won four championships. He's been here before. He has to realize that he has more to lose than the Kings does than the Kings do. I agree. It's like you got to be more mature than that. Plus, he's known for doing this stuff. I mean, so I think he's he constantly should... under a microscope because of that. Yeah, but like he, he shouldn't have fell into that trap. Like right. you've been here before. You're a four-time NBA champion. You have more to lose than the Kings do. Yeah, but like Draymond's he... always he's always pushed the envelope, especially in the playoffs. Just because he knows in the playoffs, you can get away with an extra push or. You know, extra. It's not a push, though. You stepping on his chest. Though. I know. That's come on. Like he, I get it. It's the playoffs, and you you're going to play a little bit more physical. I get that. That's totally 
fine. I think it should be like that. I think, you know, it should be more physical than than what it currently is. But you're not going to step on somebody's chest and get away with it. He didn't. He so, got ejected. One well, guy did. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, what did he think? Did he think he wasn't going to get ejected, though? Like, how oh, you he, saying he was pushing an envelope? Like, oh, that's not pushing an envelope. That's like... There's no way. There's only so, one man on this planet that has stepped on someone's chest in a basketball game and got away with it. And I won't say his name. We cannot say his name. Oh, we'll let somebody else say it. You got to say his name. It's Christian Leitner. <laughs> yes, <Gosh>. the greatest. <laughs> so here's what, player ever. I'm just joking. <laughs> here's, here's what I think about the Draymond situation. You know, I think for one, I think the league's decision to suspend him was right. You know, that was a stomp. He didn't just step on his chest. He didn't just tap on his chest. He stomped on his chest. Even if he did step on of a foot. Even if he did step on his just step on it, you should get suspended for that. If you put your foot on somebody else's chest, I don't care how like you gotta see you gotta get suspended for that. I remember so, when Antonio Brown drop kicked the punter during the punt return. Nobody had fits about that. Yeah, it's but football. he's a punter. He's a different he's a different animal. What do you mean that's football? You're not supposed to drop kick people. You're not supposed to drop kick them, but it's uh, more physical than basketball. This ain't but, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but to me, so I finish him. I think the decision <laughs> to give um, Sabonis a flagrant one was fine because yeah, I, 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 even though I don't think it was intentional for him to tie up Draymond's legs. Oh, it was 100 percent intentional. You can't remember. I, I I don't think so. I disagree with you on that. But anyway. <laughs> I think you know, obviously, like you know, a flagrant one. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what your intentions were. It just me. It just matters, you know, whether it was unnecessary. Yeah, what one you did. Yeah. There doesn't have to be intention. I don't think, right? In the rule book, no, there doesn't have to be. I yeah, think flagrant. flagrant two is where there has to be intention. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Um, yeah. But, Something like uh, that. But you know, so I agreed with both decisions. You know, for Draymond's suspension and his uh, ejection from the game. But here's here's my thing, you know. Everybody talks about oh, this is just what Draymond does, you know. If if I were Draymond, you know, if I were somebody that was close to Draymond, I would say, you know, listen, this happens to you all the time. You know, <laughs> do you not think that it's probably something wrong with you instead of everybody else? Because nobody else gets ejected like this. It's just you. You're the only person that does this in the league. You Who, know, who's going to be the one like, to tell him that? It makes me mad because Draymond's a good player. Um, he has a ton of great skills on the court, but nobody ever pays attention to it because he does stupid stuff like this. I wish he would focus more on the game and less on just trying to be a menace out on the court. You know, play the game. Your team needs you. They're going to need you for game three, and you're not going to be there because you had to act stupid. If the Warriors lose tonight, I blame Draymond. Because, yeah, they, he may mess around and – be the reason they don't win another championship. He, he may stuff have just like cost them this series. Because you're down 2-0 now. And you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you're down 2-0. You, you know, get who's, down 3-0. Who's going to guard Sabonis? Who's going to guard Sabonis now? I can do it. I guess where they're going to put, uh, right. what is the name, Moody? No, not Moody. Uh, 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 not Kaminga? Looney? Looney. Yeah, that's what I meant, Looney, yeah. I mean, he's a bum. I don't. I don't know if that's gonna happen. Okay, so here's the difference between a flagrant one and a flagrant two. So flagrant one is unnecessary contact. A flagrant two 
is unnecessary and excessive contact. So flagrant one would be, you know, grabbing somebody's legs is unnecessary. So I understand like why Sabonis would give would be given a flagrant one. But a flagrant two, you know, stomping on somebody's chest is excessive. He could have stepped over him. He just didn't want to. He wanted to step on him because he was mad. According to him, he's not that flexible to step over him. I could step over. I, if Sabonis. you're not that flexible, then how are you? How are you playing in the NBA? I'm one of the I greatest. I can step teams. over Sabonis, and I'm out of shape. So, like, obviously he can. His post game was horrible. I honestly found it humorous, so I was all for it. The, the whole like I can't do it. I'm not flexible enough. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, talking like an old man. I can't. I can't move over them whippersnappers. He's like, I spent 84 years since I took a step. You know, just. <laughs> but, but anyway, so, you know, we had that game, great game, which it's been a great series so far, in my opinion. Um, if you're a Kings fan, it's been a great series. Yeah. Not, not Dude, for anybody else, but um, if you're a Kings fan, um, you know, do Nick's we want to. Cavaliers, um, great win for the Cavs. Uh, you know, Darius Garland had 32 points, which was, you know, really good for him. Um, I thought it was crazy. I saw the other day, um, I was watching a video of somebody talking about Darius Garland, and I didn't realize a few years ago he was considered one of the worst players in the league because Ooh. people thought he was a bust. And now he's he's really just turned around his career, and I think that's really cool to see. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when he got drafted, because I know when he was at Vanderbilt, he, I think it was his ACL, he tore his ACL. He played like maybe yeah. 10 games for him. Mm -hmm. And so he, he was still hurt when they drafted him. And he wasn't, obviously, he wasn't the same. But I, I think what it amounted to with him, I mean, he just needed that. He, he just needed another star paired. With, and he got that. I, I was telling Ty, I think it was, was me and you earlier in the week was talking about it like their backcourt like of uh, Mitchell and uh, Garland is just I mean they're so fun to watch I mean, oh, they yeah. just, but both of them and both of them are you know capable point guards you know and, and it just especially with Garland I mean I I think he's got some of the best ball handling um, especially, definitely out of like the younger guard generation in in the NBA, but uh, but yeah, they they impress me a bunch. They are super super fun to watch. And one thing I really like about both of them is like, you know, like take the other night for for an example. You know, Darius Garland had thirty two points. You know, Donovan Mitchell had seventeen. So you know. Not a bad game, but you know, pretty quiet by his standards. But he had thirteen assists, so you know they're they Which is wild. each other in the right. game. They have a really good chemistry. They 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 mesh really well, and they don't care who's on that night. You know, yeah, right. right. They they play off each other pretty well. They did yeah, a was, great job too. Uh, the game the other night, like their uh, transition defense. I mean, they didn't. At least of what I watched, and I watched probably about two and a half quarters. I mean, they they limited, um, they limit offensive when when other team was on the offensive end. I mean, like they they just they just did really good. Yeah, I I'm just happy for Cleveland that they 
actually got a star in there with Donovan Mitchell to represent <laughs> Cleveland. Oh my you know, god! They, they've never had a superstar in Cleveland, I think, um, to really yeah. carry the team. And you know, you know, I, I just think it's a crazy story. You know, they finally I mean, got who, a superstar. Who who even was the last you know all star in Cleveland? You know, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Love. Mark Price. Oh, Mike Bibby. Oh, Bibby, <laughs> you leave Bibby alone. Nah, Delonte West. Oh, hey, God. Yeah, yeah. I can't think <laughs> Anderson Fairchild. <laughs> he, he's a goat. Hey, when the, if Mitchell ever wins a championship for Cleveland, yeah. <laughs> that big, uh, like, poster, I don't know, billboard of whatever, LeBron, <laughs> you're just going to cover it up with Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's that's been a good series so far. I think that will be a good series. That's one that could potentially go to seven games. Another one that I definitely think is going to go to seven games is the Clippers and the Suns. Yeah, that one's neck and neck. I actually uh, – I think the Clippers can honestly win. I really do. Oh, yeah, I think so too. I think and now so. Kawhi's not playing tonight. That's, you know what? That's going to be tough. Yeah. And it, it – but, yeah. But I don't know, man. I was shocked to see – because I know Kawhi's been playing good. But I'm surprised to see that the Clippers are playing this good without Paul George. I mean, the way they're playing the Suns without him. I mean, can you imagine if he was on the court? I mean, this. But the Clippers, know. they also have really good depth on their bench. Yeah. You know, they yeah, made a good point uh, about that the other day. Well, and that's the thing with the Suns. They don't have a bench. I mean, they got. Right. If Chris Paul is not, you know, playing great, I mean, you're, you're really relying on just on KD and right. showing moments yeah. that he's either hit or miss in the playoffs. So. And they, I mean, their their benches. I mean, obviously with the trade to KD, they just don't have one. So, and yeah, I, would you all agree? Like just watching the Clippers, not like Kawhi has got to be. Oh, he's a monster! Like one of the best defensive players, like just all around defense. Oh yeah, Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi is top ten so... player in the league when he's healthy. Oh, easily. Oh, my God. Easily top but, 10. But I'm talking like – I'm just talking about his defensive ability. I mean, the guy does oh. it all. You know, you – just including steals. I mean, he, he just um, – I don't know how many, like, like off the ball, off ball defense, he's just unbelievable. I mean, he yeah. sticks to whoever he's guarding, like glue, backdoor cuts, help D. I mean, he just – he does all of it, man. I mean, he's just – he is just a smart – his basketball IQ is just – but I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, would you all agree with that? I mean, like, Kawhi's got to be um, – like, where, where would you rank him defensively, like, for for his defensive attributes? As a guard? Like, just, just overall. Like, just within – like, I mean – I think – well, I think when he's healthy, he's one of the best two-way guards for sure. I mean, at one point, I mean, they were talking – I mean, after he won that championship with Toronto, there was like, you know, did possibly, you know, taking over the mantle. I'm not necessarily being the face of the NBA because he has no personality whatsoever. But, but I know what you mean, like taking over like, the taking over the face of like being the best player. Yeah. Do 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 the Kawhi laugh weave. You do it the best. <laughs> oh, the, the, uh, <laughs> 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 it's just it sounds so painful. I just 
I, I, just, I just don't understand, like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> I think my favorite Kawhi clip is some guy was interviewing him, and he was like, Kawhi, he's like, you had 30 points, 10 boards, five assists, and three steals. He goes, Kawhi Leonard, who are you? And Kawhi just looks at him and goes, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> what, did you see him after the first game of the series with the Suns? You know, uh-uh. it was a big win, and everybody's like on the Clippers. It's obviously oh, cheering and stuff. Yeah, and he's just standing in the middle of the court, like he's looking for his mom. It is <laughs> like the lost kid at Walmart. <laughs> the commercial uh, of him with Jack Harlow. You you know that they might have said two words to each other the entire filming of that commercial. So <laughs> there's, there's no chance they said anything to each other. It just when he laughs, it just looks like it's painful. Oh, but he can play basketball. Yeah, he can. Yeah. He, he can. He can play. He can. Yeah. He can back a ball. Yeah, <laughs> he can back a ball. But like you know, as as far as the playoffs go, I mean, you know, it's been really good Grizzlies, so far. Has been an interesting series. Um, did you all see what Dylan Brooks said? Yeah. That old man, that <laughs> peephole on the Lakers. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. He's old. <laughs> I'm like, I've seen, I seen the stats. And it's like, when he's guarding LeBron, LeBron is cooking him. Yeah. I'm like, you can't really say that. Like, Because hey, you I'll, know nope. somebody's going to pull up the receipts and pull up the numbers. And those stats, when he's guarding LeBron, LeBron's eating it, that's the thing. It just it just didn't make sense. Like him saying that, you would think out of context. Like, oh well, he must be schooling whoever he's talking about. No, he no. wants to be cooking. He, want, he wants to be Draymond Green. So bad. I will, with, this is I'm a golden opportunity for LeBron, though, because if if he goes off for like fifty or something, this will be an all time playoff story. But see, I think that's what Dylan LeBron. Brooks wants, and but I don't I think that. LeBron has it in him though. He's not like Jordan, where he's going to get pissed off and go at his throat. Well, I don't I think, think LeBron has that. There's two points with what Ty just said, okay? First of all, I think Dylan Brooks wants LeBron to go out there and have this Kobe-Jordan mentality where he's like, I'm going to score every time because that takes away what LeBron does best, which is get everybody else involved, which hurts the team, right? That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, secondly... Smart. Could you imagine somebody saying this? <laughs> the Kobe or MJ? Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be bad. There, you wouldn't say it to MJ because he literally made up scenarios just to get pissed off. Just to yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I agree. Yeah, that, that's a good point to think about. That he's trying to get into his head, but I mean, LeBron's been here. With, he LeBron's too. He's been here too. Too often for yeah. to let that throw him off his game. It's not going to work. I mean, I get no, it, it won't. But it's not going to work. I mean, if Lance LeBron, Stevenson could get in ignoring uh, Dylan Brooks for his entire career, so I think he can ignore Dylan Brooks. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> so, do we? Are we going to talk about uh, the awards? No. Who we think? Well, first, uh, <laughs> before we get into awards, I just need to say after. The monstrous win from the Bucks. No good. My faith in them has been renewed. They will be your 2023 NBA champions. All I know is that game showed me that Giannis is not an MVP because I mean they don't really need him. So Chris Middleton is back. Playoff Chris (laughs) Middleton is back. I think they need him. 
Yeah. They may they can get by in this series, but they like, need you're everything not, but his free throw shooting. You're not gonna get they're past gonna Boston God. without you're not getting past Boston and some of those other guys in the East without Oh, uh, you're getting back you're getting past seventy sixes. Come on. I'm all seventy sixes may not get out of theirs. Their job played well right now. The Sixers are never going to win anything. I'm tired of hearing about them. But, like, I mean, we've got who I think should be sixth man of the year, Bobby Portis. I mean, he's he's just a walking bucket. Oh, he crazy eyes. Oh, crazy eyes. <laughs> crazy eyes. Yes, he is. Hey, <laughs> his, man. That's part I of was his watching, defensive strategy is he just stares down his opponents. I was watching the game with the uh, – Bucks and Heat were, you know, the game where they didn't have Giannis, and my wife just looks at the TV and is like, who's that guy with this crazy eyes? And I was like, oh, crazy eye porters right there. <laughs> can, can you imagine, like, having to play against him, like, him, like, gargling with the ball, like, just sitting there, like, literally bug eyes just staring into your soul? He freaks me out. And I'm, I'm telling, that's, not, that's a part of his defense. <laughs> How many times do you think he blinks in a year? I say Three. seven. <laughs> Honestly, his eyes are the sixth man of the year. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even him, it's just his eyes. That's why he's such a good basketball player. He can see things before they happen. Oh, my God. All right, so. That foresight. Talking about <laughs> the who I think should be sixth man of the year. So, you know, we've got him. I don't even know who else is in the running. Do you all know who's in the running? Uh, uh, Quigley, I think Quigley was. Yeah. That's another uh, – I, I oh, yeah. see it, but I, I still – I just don't know if anybody has been a better bench player than Bobby Portis this season. Uh, Quigley, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, Quigley has <laughs> added an offense. And, like, I was messing with Tyler when we were watching the first <laughs> round. Or the first He's pretty good. For the Cavs and Knicks. Uh, but <laughs> – I mean, I know, like, the award stands for, like, the whole season, not just for, like, the last part. But the last part carries more weight because it's most recent. And he has, for coming off the bench, what was it, like, 24 points? You know, like, over 50% shooting? I mean, come on. He's he's on a different level. Well, and, I, just, I just looked. Apparently, Malcolm Brogdon won sixth man of the year. That's oh, who oh. I was about to say, yeah. Well, forget whatever I just said. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I get it. I get why he would win it. I mean, he, he is a very good player, and he's been a very good uh, bench player for the Celtics. But to me, I mean, just, you know, uh, quickly has been very good, and Bobby Portis. Like, I mean, you could argue either one, and you could argue um, Malcolm Brogdon, too. I think that's one of the more close races. Like, there's yeah. really no wrong answer there. So what hey, other there is one more left that they haven't? So of course there's MVP, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player. Oh, Rookie um, of the Year is going to uh, Paulo. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Paulo. Paulo. So, there's nobody else that's even going to come. Here, here's what I'll say, like with Paulo, because that's who I picked for Rookie of the Year. I mean, guys averaging 20 points a game, about yeah. seven rebounds, and this is what I thought was crazy. He is averaging 7.4 free throws a game. Hmm. And, you know, you with, with Paulo, I mean, you know, he is a multifaceted power forward. You know, he he moves like a guard. He's got really good handles, you know, 
create space with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, he's able to get a shot at will. Um, he can score from three levels, too. I mean, you know, the guy's got a pretty nice mid-range game, smooth pull-up, Jay. Oh, uh, nobody like cares about release. the mid-range game. You they, no, 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 no. <laughs> mid-range is fine. It's the one that's, like, right in front of the three-point line that's bad. That's where yeah. yeah. it's basketball. Shout out to yeah. But, you know, like, he likes to operate in the mid-post a lot, which he does really well with his capabilities. Like, that's what you need to run with him. And, you know, especially initiating that offense from up top. He's capable of three-point shooter, too. I mean, he's shooting, I think – I don't know for sure. Somebody can check me on this, but I'm guessing 30% from three. I mean, he'll um, put the – yeah, but, I don't – I don't And he's going to develop a but sure. the thing is, like, you know, they run much of their offense through him. That's like what I was saying. You know what I mean? Like, he, where he's just got so much, you know, baggage with his, um, you know, all the things that he can do. You, you know, I just – I think that it's just hard not to not to pick Paulo. As, and I'm I'm excited to see him for years after this. Like we've said, I mean, you know, he's going to develop with the shooting and all that stuff, you know. And he's not bad at it. It's just, you know – He's, he's still got room to improve to become a more respected uh, shooter from behind the arc. You know, He's shooting uh, 29.8 uh, from three. Okay, okay. So, so not nice great, yeah. but, like, that's that's very common with rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't shoot great their rookie year just because they have to get yeah. used to the NBA three-point line. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, and that's not to say that the other guys in the running are are scrubs. You know, Walker Kessler has been a good defender for Utah. Um, he's actually like I think in the top five in blocks this season. Mm. Um, Jalen Williams, I haven't really watched him, but I've heard he's also very good. Um, that's you know. the guy that took like two hundred charges at Arkansas last year. Remember, we hated him so much. <laughs> that's that's him. I forgot all about that guy. I ain't taking 200 charges. I refuse. I just know Tyler said that they're going to run through the offense to Apollo, and I'm just saying it's the magic. Who else are they going to run the offense? <laughs> I know, but like I'm, I'm just Fultz. saying like – Yeah, Mark Helpful. <laughs> you got Anthony, like, Anthony Cole – I mean, Cole Anthony over there. Ball, ball. All, I was, all I was saying was like they did that, and he still did well – like after they basically said, like, listen, you're running. You're obviously, running. you're obviously our best player. Here's the keys. Go. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just he handled it because there's a lot of players that you can do that too. Because they kind of did that with uh, um, Suggs, uh, yeah. Jalen Suggs. You know, and I mean he's not awful, but he's not near as good as what I thought he was going to be. You no. know, so they kind of fumbled the bag a little bit with him, but yeah, he's. Yeah, he's ten points a game, so they definitely. Paulo's leading that one through. Paulo is leading the team in points and rebounds with twenty yeah. and then six point nine. I'm like, how's Bobo not getting more rebounds than what he is? Because he weighs eighty pounds. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Picks for arms and legs. All right, yeah, so let's. We're going to talk about most improved. Yeah, we'll talk about most improved. So we've got Jalen Brunson, Shea Gildas Alexander, and Laurie Markinen. Now, again, this is a very close race, but I'm anxious to see what you all pick as your winner. Who was it again? Who wants to go first? 
So it's Jalen uh, Brunson, Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Laurie Markinen. I got to be Shea. Okay. I was because I, I feel like he kind of came out of the blue this season. I mean, he's putting up crazy numbers. I mean, I know a lot of people may have missed it because you know the Thunder don't get much TV time, right. but. I mean, they was talking about him from the beginning of the season. I feel like he kind of came out of the blue. I mean, we Brunson has been around for a little bit longer, you know. So like, yeah, he's having a good year, but like, he's also played really good when he was at Dallas too. So it's yeah. not really right. that much of a shocker I because mean, now he's not the contract playing. He got at uh, at oh, New yeah. York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I gotta go. Shea gotta get it. He he's putting up crazy numbers, and that's not to take away from. You know those other guys, but I mean, I think I think Shea got that. Uh, he should probably have that one uh, sealed up. You know, I'm gonna have to agree with Ty on this one, and, and there's no bias here. I mean, I know I'm a Kentucky boy, but you know, there's, you just look at Shea's bias. Uh, you know, last year he averaged about 24 points a game, and he goes to 31 points this year. So, not only that. But efficiency-wise, you know, he shot about 44% field goal percentage on the season, and he's at 51%. So his efficiency has went up as well. You know, and that's not even like bringing up his, you know, defensive capabilities on the court. You know, I believe I'd seen on – I think it was first take they were talking about him. He's the only guard uh, that's averaging a block and a steal um, this season, you know. But hmm. – he just he excels really well getting into the lane with that long, thin frame of his and scoring at the basket. He's got really, really good body control when he's driving down the lane, especially in transition. Um, you know, mid-range is just on point. He uh, He's great defensively, disrupting the passing lanes, you know, especially with his length. I, I believe – Somebody can look this up, but he I know he's six six, but I think his wingspan is like seven foot or something like that, close to it. I mean, he's got really so he's really good with that. Um, you know. And he just, you know, he usually racks up a lot of steals and um is often a game changer on the defensive end too. And you know, I've seen him he can guard multiple positions too. You know, I mean he can guard. I've seen him guard this season, just watching games, I've seen him guard anywhere from the one to the um, three. He might have guarded, you know, any more, you know, but definitely, you know, there, there's some leeway with that um, mm-hmm. to press up on his defensive uh, capabilities as well. So, um, I think for me, so I'm going to go against what you all have said. I think the most improved player is Laurie Markinen. So, you know, Laurie Markkinen there for a few years was that player that, like, was was decent, but nobody ever really, like, paid that much attention to him because he was just kind of like, meh. You know, <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. he went from averaging 14.8 points last season with Cleveland. This season he averaged 25.6. That's an 11-point jump. Yeah. Which I think is crazy. And that's – I mean, that's what – I look for in somebody that's most improved player. I mean, nothing against Shea, but Shea's been good. Shea's been good for a while, just nobody watches because he plays for the Thunder, and they suck. And they still don't watch. Like, (laughs) yeah, still don't watch. Still don't watch. You know, so to me, I don't feel like we can really give it to to Shea, you know, even though he's very good. 
to me, that's not what the most improved player should be. You know, he uh, Shea's been balling for a while. He's he's um, made a jump too, year over year. But I think, but I think Laurie Markkinen's jump is way, is a lot bigger. Yeah, you know, he's averaging twenty five point six points. Um, he's gone up in rebound. He's gone up a little bit in assists. Um, he's shooting well from free throw, from three, um, field goal percentage, all of it. I mean, I think, yeah, I think he's definitely, he's definitely my winner for most improved player. Um, yeah, Jalen Brunson, I can definitely see that too. Jalen Brunson, I don't think so as much, just because, like, once again, he's been good. Yeah. See, though, you talk about the jump, and mine would be. Jalen Brunson, just because if you want to look at his points this year compared to last year, I mean, last year he was averaging 16 a game. This year he's averaging 24. But he had Luka, though, last year. Luka's shooting everything. Yeah, but, I I mean, you still got other players on the Knicks. I mean, I know, I mean, we're talking about Randall, so he's not going to shoot 30 times a game. We're talking about the Knicks, though. Exactly, and look what I think he's made the Knicks more viable because he can shoot and actually stretch the floor. Oh yeah, I mean he definitely changed the Knicks. I mean, yeah, I agree. He the Knicks wouldn't have had this much success without We're him. We're talking about the Knicks, and I'm but like, all- I can watch the Knicks play a little bit. <laughs> but also with Brunson, like his um, his growth has been more gradual. Like you know, yeah. he started out, you know. Averaging nine point three points in his rookie season, you know, then it in uh, his third season it goes to like twelve point six. Fourth season sixteen point three, and now it's at twenty four. You know, I mean, I think that's a pretty gradual. Like know, that's what you expect to see over a career in the with NBA. Lori. I mean, it literally just happened year over year. Yeah, I see. I, I see that. Also, he's shooting forty one percent from three. That's pretty. That's pretty yeah, good. that is tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty good. I think I think I think what they're looking for this award though is that big jump year over year. That's why I don't think Brunson would get it because, like Brendan was saying, he's gradually been getting better each season. I think this award is like, oh crap! Like you was not this good last year, my boy. I think I think that's why he won't get it, just because they want that kind of excitement that. Like, oh, he came out of nowhere. But that's just what I think. I don't think Brunson would get it. Not taking anything away from him. Like I said, the Knicks wouldn't be yeah. as good without him. But I just don't think he gets the award. Um, well, I think with that, let's uh, let's jump into some NFL stuff. Um, let's let's save the draft for next week. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the draft next week. Um, and uh, go ahead and give the, uh, the listeners a sneak peek. I believe we're going to do two episodes next if week. So everything goes to plan. Yeah, if everything goes Loyal right, listeners out there, we yeah. might be doing two episodes next week. Yeah, so we're going to be uh, on your commute with you a little bit more this week, uh, and then the week after, ears. we're going to have a twenty-four hour podcast <laughs> where we listen to Weave snore. <laughs> hey, I'm fine with that. I, you know, I'm I'm an old people, so I'm usually in bed pretty early. I'm cool with that. That's why I hate all those West Coast games. I'm old too. I gotta go to yeah. sleep. I think I'm staying up tonight though to watch uh well the uh the bean team. I think I'm staying up for that one. The bean team. Light the beam. Light the beam. 
Shoot. Why is the Suns and Clippers playing on NBA t- uh, TV and not like on an actual channel? <laughs> uh, I guess a rights thing. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Why, why aren't they playing on rights? Why aren't they playing on TNT though? Because this game's about to. No. Well, the Kings and Warriors are on TNT, but they could at least put it on ESPN or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it has to be a rights thing. I forgot. Yeah. That's stupid though. Um. But anyway, so next week. So we'll. We'll talk about the draft next week. Um, I know we've all got our opinions on the draft. Um, but now, so Jalen Hurts got signed to a pretty big contract. Um, does anybody know the details on that? All I know for some years, that's all. <laughs> all I know is it's the highest contract in history annually. Not necessarily the, the total amount, but the most annually that a player's ever gave. Like each year is the most. So I'm pretty sure technically, like people signed bigger contracts as far as like as a whole, like the you know the bottom dollar. But this is the most a player is going to get each year. That's a lot of the details. Yeah, his contract is is a five year deal for two hundred and fifty five million dollars. So. And he gets a $23 million signing bonus, um, $179 million is guaranteed, which, like Ty was saying, I mean, he's averaged $51 mil a year. That's yeah. wild. Uh, and on top of that, he does he has a no-trade clause. So I'm fairly certain, basically, if for whatever reason, him and the Eagles are, like, done with each other, he basically has the rights to say – where he wants to go if they try to trade him. So they can't, like, ship him off to, like, Cleveland or something. He could be like, nah. <laughs> so it's a pretty, pretty uh, friendly contract for him, but it also helps the Eagles because I think the way he's, like, set up his guaranteed money, it doesn't hit the cap as hard. So they can still build around him, you know, add pieces and stuff. Yeah. So it's honestly a pretty decent contract for both sides. Um so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Jalen Hurts is definitely like, you know, he is he is definitely going to be the next big thing, I feel like. Um, you know, obviously he lost this year in the Super Bowl, but it was one of those things. You play that game ten more times, you know, five games, the Chiefs are going to win, five games, the Eagles are going to win. Like, it was very just neck and neck. But yeah. were pretty equal in their talent which made for a very fun Super Bowl. But, um, you know, I really like uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, A.J. Brown is great. Um, you know, obviously they have a great O-line, great defense. You know, the Eagles are just a very well-organized um, team. And I feel like there's nobody better to lead them than Jalen Hurts right now. So, yeah, I'm really – I'm really satisfied with that contract, and I think Weave's right. I think it's great for both parties involved. I don't think either side is going to be disappointed. Yeah, I think it's only like a $4 million cap hit, which is not a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they could definitely go in and sign some. I saw. I know we wasn't going to get in the draft talk, but I can't help myself. I saw where <laughs> with their pick, because they have a pretty decent pick, um, to where they were thinking about getting the – Robinson from Texas, running back, and I'm like, man, that's I. If I'm hurt, I'm if like, if that happens, 
that's going to be because he's going to be a 40 50 catch guy a year. I mean, he has better hands than some receivers, so I'm pretty excited about that. And then I saw where they might get um, Nolan Smith from Georgia, so they're one more Georgia player away from me just switching teams. <laughs> 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 they, they really are. Wouldn't be uh, Robinson Lee, wouldn't he a 2,000 yard rusher this past season? I think he was close to it. I think he got hurt a few games in Texas with uh, Sark. They were just a hot mess at some points of the year. He was really the only saving the quarterback with a freaking mullet. Yeah. He was really the saving grace last year. So um, he deserves better, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's – you know what's crazy about this contract? Uh, With, you know, other players that are going to be potentially signing, like, Burrow, um, Herbert, Herbert, uh, Lamar. Who knows? I don't know. Hey, but that man. Mahomes is like top ten as far as contract goes. Oh like, yeah, like that is crazy good for the Chiefs. The fact that they got it done so early. Yes, That's true. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's like he's falling down as far as what he's worth, but I'm sure he's not complaining. I mean, dude has like. Uh, half a bill <laughs> in his contract, so yeah, he's not. He ain't, he ain't hurting. Yeah, he's not hurting for sure. But so, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna use that to make a segue, but I, I don't think it would have been all right. I was like, speaking of hurting, but I would oh, bring. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. yeah. I didn't do it though, but I was like, yeah, I thought it would be clever, but like, it's kind of mean, so. Well, anyway, so what he's referring to, we're going to talk about Demar Hamlin and Tua. Oh, you should have started with the Demar. You could have at least started with Tua. That would have made it seem a little I didn't bit know better. What you're talking about till he was like, oh. "Who's hurt?" And then I was like, "Lamar, maybe his feelings are hurt." Oh, <laughs> come on, Brandon, so, start with Demar. You could have started with Tua. He at least, you know, he didn't have that big of a. I mean, well, I mean, I still would have had to said both. I know, but it just sounds worse. You're like, oh, speaking of hurt, let's talk about Demar. Like, no, nah, it's all good. I'm just but anyway, so yeah, Demar Hamlin's been cleared <laughs> to play football this season, which to me is pretty remarkable. Um, yeah, didn't know, the Bills I, release him? No, they didn't release him. No, I thought they released him. No, that'd be pretty messed up. <laughs> it would. It would be messed be up. Pretty bad if they did that. But, but. Uh, I, you know, I'm really happy for him, and I'm I'm glad that you know. It, it this situation didn't end a different way, but you know, part of me kind of wonders, you know, are they going a little too fast with this? So I've seen where it was three different doctors that cleared him, so at least it wasn't just one. At least you know. They have more people in the room. Like, yeah, he's good. You know, to hear it from different sources. Um, I just don't know. Like, he wasn't a doctor from uh, Miami to his doctor. Then we're good. <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, I know, you know, being a competitor, especially at that level and being that young, I'm not sure his age, but I know he's, you know, fairly young as far as, you know, football age. Um, I don't know if you can just turn off, man, but I mean, that's a lot to think about if you want to step back on that field, you know, and take a chance. Like I said, I know you can't just turn that competitive nature off, especially playing at the highest level. 
it'll be really hard, I'm sure, to, to step away from the game. But I don't know, you know, because they said he's able to, you know, fully compete and practice and, you know, he's good to go just like coming off of any other injury. But I don't know if mentally, if you know, if he can – they said he's in a good mental space, but I mean, God, they got to be in the back of your mind all the time, though. Yeah, right. And um, I feel like that would, you know, if that is in the back of your mind, when he's actually on the field, I don't, unless he's really in the zone, I don't know if, you know, you're thinking about it too much that you actually cause yourself to get hurt again, you know, because you're not playing loose, you're not just playing natural and kind of hesitant. And so I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. If I was him, if I would step back out there again, I'm not. But like that's just—I mean, that's a right. major thing, you know. Um, that's definitely you know, something to think I, about. I can the, remember yeah. watching that game and just you know how shocking it was. Tyler was with me when we watched it, um, and you know we were all just in shock because nobody knew what happened. You know, we didn't see a hit to the head, and we didn't see any like you know broken limbs or anything. We just, um, we just, you know, started. We just, we just started getting on Twitter, and we were trying to see what was going on. It was just, it was just crazy. It was a crazy game of football to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said that he had commotio cordis, which is a rare. It says a rare consequence of blunt force trauma to the heart that happens at exactly the wrong time in the heart rhythm causing the heart to stop beating effectively. Um, so, you know, I don't know what the risk factors are for that. You know, I don't know if it's something that's that can be chronic or can happen again. I've heard it's, I've heard it's very rare. I've also heard that, like, it happens like, younger kids, like, when they're playing, like, baseball or or something like that. But I heard it's very rare, though. Yeah. That's I, why they're saying it's, like, a freak accident for him because it, it doesn't happen that often. You know... Because it was a freak accident. You know, I, I'm like Utah. You know, obviously I want to see him back out on the field. But, you know, there's just that kind of – you got to wonder. I mean, that's such a traumatic experience anyway. You know, I mean, gosh, he was sitting there, what? He was – I mean, they had to bring him back. I, I forget how, how long was he out on the field, like lifeless. Was it 11 seconds or something like that? I think it was somewhere yeah, around there, you know, and and we'll see, you know, we're, we'll see how he um, handles it like once, you know, the season. The the good thing about it, you know, kind of in the off season, you know, going through like you know conditioning and just spring practice and that kind of stuff, like kind of getting your feet wet, you know, good time to just you know kind of hit the reset button for him, I guess you could say. But um, but yeah. I, I think I, I can tell you if it was me, you know, especially with basketball, um, you know, I would want to get back out on the court, e- even if it was some, you know what I mean? Just because, because I'm sure Hamlin's like every other, you know, I'm, you know, passion for the game, right? But you just kind of, I, I don't know, you kind of wonder how. Which I guess that's why they had those three doctors to kind of, you know, check all that stuff to make sure, you know, that everything was intact, which is good. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see how he uh, – his uh, comeback, I guess you could say. 
for this next season. Yeah, it's it was pretty uh, crazy. I, I just remember like how excited I felt. Like not just for me, I'm sure everybody like that game. You know, the Bills and Bengals. I mean, that game was probably oh, yeah, everybody best game. You know, of the year and just you know everybody that was there and who watched it. But you know, kudos to all the training staff that was able to you know, help help him when in need and all the equipment managers to be able to take his face mask off and his chest, uh, you know, his pads and all that so they could do CPR and all that. So, I mean, it was just crazy kind of how the, everything unfolded. But uh, that whole team, though, I mean, they didn't miss a beat. The most but, Weaver, but Weaver, if you was DeMar, would you play again? Probably. I mean, <laughs> I would. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, I, I would, but yeah. I guess it's easy for me to say because I haven't been through something that dramatic. I mean, I've had surgery and stuff, but yeah, I've came back and played. You know, that obviously that's nothing. That has nothing. Uh, right, <laughs> almost dying, but you know, you're 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 with your question, Ty. Like, if you were him, would you go back? So now, granted, this wasn't uh, professional, but when I was eleven. And I had cancer and I had a uh, medical port in my chest, you know, and that's where they did like the chemo and all that stuff. Well, if I got hit or anything with, you know, in that general area, like, I mean, it could, it could have seriously, seriously injured me. Mm. And I was real, real big into baseball at the time. And it was baseball season and I wanted to play and they just, they weren't going to let me play. And I just kept begging and begging and begging. And they finally, I had like a, do you remember this, Brendan? I had like a little, uh, almost like a little vest thing over yes, top, like underneath my jersey. So that way, like if I did get hit, it wouldn't, you know, my chest, like the baseball wouldn't. So like, it just, you, you, you got to look back and think about how bad passion for the game. Now, granted, I mean, like I said, that's it's a different scenario. But I just, you know, really good player, and I mean, I mean, it's not any, it's not a lingering condition, you know, like some other other stuff. So, like, makes a um, good point too, like. You know, you know what I mean. Like they've, you know, he's went through therapy, like at the hospital and stuff. Like, um, you know, and he's getting, he's on back on the right track. You know, like I said, working out and just, you know, seems to be healthy. So, right. Well, Tyler, can you, uh, based on like your medical knowledge, um, I mean, I know as an OT, you probably wouldn't have to deal with this specific case. You know, for one, because it's so rare and because, you know, I don't know if it would be something that an OT would get involved in. But do you know if like this, uh, I forget what it was even called, but this condition, like if like you were talking about, like with your chemo, that uh, that scar that they had. Do you think there would be anything like that that could prevent DeMar from playing or? I think we may have lost Tyler. 
We might have lost them. I think we lost Tyler, but... Oh, God. You hey. don't want to uh, jump in and kind of talk about the Tua situation? Yeah. I, if I'm Tua, I'm, or if I'm Miami, I honestly might be getting another QB. I don't know how many head hit or you know, concussions, um, head injuries he can deal until it's like... Until it's like career ending or even life <laughs> altering, right? Um, right. And I man, and I hated for him just because I felt like the first part of the season, you know, you you were looking at possible MVP. I mean, he was playing lights out, but oh god, yeah. But you know, yeah, it's kind of. I, I guess the medical team maybe failed him, or you know then. You know, try to say it was back spasms, but come on. When you're wobbling around. It's not a spasm. <laughs> yeah, it's not your back. Yeah. So, and I, I, and I, I didn't get to watch or listen to uh, his interview the other day, but apparently, I think I heard a clip of it, but he, you know, Tua did, you know, say something about retirement. I guess that, you know, he thought about it because. Me? Yeah. Okay. Um because I think too did say something about retirement as far as um, you know as being an option, you know, because he said he wants to be there for his son, and you know, but he also said that he always, you know, pictured himself playing and with his son. You know, as he gets older, he always wanted his son to be able to see like what his dad actually does, and you know, see the plays and stuff that he makes. But uh, kind of like with Demar, I mean. From what I've heard and the little clips I've heard of Tua say that, you know, he says that he's in a good space and he's feeling good. And again, he's got cleared uh, by some doctors, so it seems like they're they're both going to play. But I think I think that Tua playing scares me a little bit more than Demar. And one because the Demar situation was kind of just a one-off incident. Right. And he, you know, and I don't think that that's something that's going to linger. But as we know, with head injuries, though, you know, that's not really a freak accident. Like that happens, unfortunately, all the time. And for him to have two within one season, I, I mean, it's highly I mean, likely. It was yeah. like a month apart, really. I mean, not even a season. This is a month. <laughs> so I'm saying, but yeah, like for that to happen so close, like, and the way he plays and. You know, just playing a contact sport. I mean, it's highly likely he'd get another concussion again. So, I, if I was to, the two injury scares me a little bit more than Demar's does, as far as going forward. Of course, in the moment, Demar's was you know probably a little bit more concerning. But as far as like playing again, I would be a lot more hesitant if I was to. Uh, I know this is really backtracking right now, but I don't know if y'all just saw the 76ers beat the Nets in a very ugly game. <laughs> and they yes, had 14 points, <laughs> and they still won. How crazy is that? <laughs> That's just how you know, like, the Nets, they never had a chance. And they it was on TNT, and Chuck just looked, like, very upset about the whole game. <laughs> so, I don't I don't. He just looked pissed off that he had to sit there and watch that. So <laughs> Maxie had twenty five though. So yeah, he had like a a game uh, like 
that three is pretty much what won them a game. So that's good for him. Look at that Kentucky boys living Kentucky to the boys. heights. Kentucky boys stay up. Oh God. All right, um, guys. I think I think that's it for this episode. Um, it sucks that Tyler, um, that we can't hear Tyler for the last little bit of it. I think what actually happened is that he just got so hungry for the buckwheat noodles that he is, <laughs> yeah he he actually he's going to Kroger right now to buy the stuff for it and he's going to make it tonight. Honestly, I'm a little disappointed that he broke his vegetarian streak because I think we were a couple episodes away from getting sponsored by PETA. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we were. So he cost us the sponsorship. and uh, We were on the cusp. Yeah, and now PETA's pissed. So thanks a lot, uh, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, y'all keep listening. Uh, make sure you keep sharing. And, uh, you know, give us some feedback. Let us know what y'all think about the podcast. We'll uh, definitely respond, and we'll have the Instagram uh handle and our twitter handle uh in the show notes hey next week is gonna be hype i'm gonna bring i'm bringing the heat next week we're (laughs) talking arguments we're talking nfl draft and we might even get to some college football who knows knows? yeah next week again we're gonna try to to be in your ears twice uh we're gonna try to drop two episodes so uh you know be on the lookout for that and if again if you haven't listened to episode one go back and listen you know, it's our introductory episode, beginning of the dynasty. You know, go back and listen. You can say you've been with us from the from the jump, That's from right. the get go. Don't forget follow at the Daggercast on Twitter. There we go. We'll keep you updated on when episodes are dropping, or we'll have some some polls, and you can be it'll be like you're a part of the show. Yeah. Also, uh, head over to Instagram and follow us at. Uh, the Dagger Sports Pod. Um, it's the same thing, you know. Some updates on on the pod and some other other fun stuff. Um, yeah, like and, you know, get get involved with this podcast. You know, if you if you send us a message, we'll you know we'll put you on the podcast as long as it's not anything too bad. We can't get sure. canceled. Uh, I'll <laughs> sure. send the send. message, and I will prove it. Okay. Okay. I will <laughs> send uh if you're He's vegetarian the out there uh on a serious note uh send us some recipes you know yeah send us some more recipes we'll get Tyler Swift back over he's yeah uh, like he's just kind of lost right now but he'll hey, find I might, his way back to the vegetarian way yeah I may try some vegetarian meals like y'all seriously though y'all uh y'all send some uh send some recipes I'm always down to try something new you know get my health right you know yeah I'll be down. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I think that's it for us. We will see you all next week. Until next time. time.